0: Hi, guys, welcome back to Waxing Lyrical from Symposium. I'm Ash
1: Wallach.
2: I'm Martin Shadow.
3: I'm James Witherspoon.
1: I'm Jay Edwards. And I'm Josh Segui.
0: And today we've got a quality pod on four other quite diverse albums. Um, We're doing Drugs by Apex Twin, Drums of Passion by Babatunde Olatunji, Blue Train by John Coltrane and Virgins by Tim Pecker, So a lot of um, genre diversity as well as as uni- as well as, um, musical diversity in this pod. You've got kind of more modern classical stuff with the Tim Hecker, but, and then linking perhaps to uh, more kind of classic vintage jazz. And then we've also got some quite percussive, um, unique stuff as well with the Babatola, Babatode or Latunji stuff, which is different to a lot of stuff I've heard in the past. And then we've got some more kind of um, Apex Twin stuff that even differs from other parts of their... Of their discography like selected ambient um, sounds which is which is
2: slightly different to drugs but we'll get into that
0: um how are you boys how are you
2: Arjun? Yeah not too bad I'm currently in the middle of some exams so um a bit stressed out but I thought I'd make a brief sort of guest appearance <laughs> on the pod to discuss my album um yeah. Day Olatunji's John's of Passion um, yeah. yeah I look forward to discussing it with you guys.
0: Yeah cool um let's actually Given that Arjun's busy, let's actually start with him and he can make his guest appearance and then he can fuck off. So, uh, Arjun, go away with your
2: album. Yeah, so uh, my album, Gone to Passion by quite obviously, considering it's coming from me, I know that you guys were surprised when I recommended it. Um, the reason I recommended it was precisely that. I thought it would be an interesting listen for you guys who probably haven't listened uh, to this genre of music, um, nor have I, like the sort of Yoruba music from like Nigeria coming from the 1960s, sort of quite like, percussion-based very sort of like um, energetic, rhythmic, tribal music. Um, And I actually discovered it. um, So one of the songs was like on a FIFA soundtrack from I think the 2010 World Cup uh, FIFA game. And, you know, when I was playing, I was like 10, 11 years old. I really liked the song for some reason. And a couple of months ago, during like the first lockdown, I was just listening back to um, all the sort of FIFA playlists, um, like songs, and this one sort of um, stuck out for me. And I just listened to the album. I thought, why not? Um, And yeah, I I thought it was a really fun album to listen to. Like most of the songs were quite similar to uh, the song Kia Kia, which was the one that was featured on the soundtrack. And, you know, I thought it would be sort of a nice one for you guys to listen to. I think the album is generally very strong. Um, I have a criticism that most of the songs are quite similar. Um, And, you know, at times it can get a bit repetitive. But I I think that's sort of the point. But I think it really does showcase like, um, all of Tinji's like skills and the drums as well as like, you know, very like conventional traditional sounds of African music. Um and yeah, I I just love listening to the sort of percussion. You know, I, I did enjoy this album. Um just how sort of like groovy and powerful uh, the percussion was.
0: Yeah, I think I think I agree. I mean powerful I think is a nice way to describe it. I think this is very different to a lot of things I've heard, but I was pleasantly surprised by the power of the percussion and the kind of rhythmic um the rhythmic kind of potency of of most of the tracks on this. It was, although it it lacked kind of some other orthodox um, norms of music you might find in Western music, I didn't think that that detracted in any way. And in in fact, I really enjoyed this different perspective. I actually thought that it was um, more kind of melodic than I thought it would be before I listened to it, because I thought it'd be quite percussive and, and therefore there wouldn't be much differences in pitch and tone, but he developed, managed to develop quite a fruitful and full sound. Um, and I thought overall it was it was you know quite an enjoyable album. I think I gave this like a six point five or a seven out of ten, which I think is a solid, above average, good album. Um, and although it was actually quite different, I was as I said pleasantly surprised because I had no idea what to expect when I when I went into this. Um, Josh, what did
4: you think? Um, I sort of agree with you as well, mate. Um, my I think the standout track for me was Jingo low Bar. Oh however you pronounce it um i think that's supposedly the most popular song on the on the project as well and um i i can i can really get its significance as well as like the like the project to um to sort of like bring um to popularize african music in the west as well um and like i was i really enjoyed the project but i did find it quite repetitive at times um but other than that really like i i i I did like i just i found it very easy to nod my head to like i was very vibesy uh i listened to it the whole project whilst i was in the shower um we love the projects james (laughs) um but yeah like um it's it was a good album i i mean if, if it wasn't so repetitive i'd rate it higher but like I could tell why it was so, so significant. So, was the re-
0: was the rep- so can you, like, talk a bit more about that? So that's, like, the first kind of negative thing you talked about. So it, you thought it was quite repetitive. So in what way did that just kind of a repetitive beat, repetitive melody? And, and then what was the kind of effect of um, that beat?
4: Yeah, so, like, I just felt... Um, I think, yeah, I, I, th- that was a thing, really. I think it was just relentless. Well, the drums were relentless throughout the tracks. And, like, I just didn't think there was much sort of, like, variety throughout the the, the entire, like project. Um, But at the same time, like, um, I still feel like it was enough to enjoy. I I, kind of think it might have been, I might have the same sort of like um, reservation about this album with regards to its like sort of um, sameness throughout as perhaps some of you guys did about some of the projects I've recommended in the past, like Burial, etc. But like if we're going to rank, like rate this album, I, I'd give it like a, a solid like seven out of 10 because I do feel like it, it did blow me away. But it, the, the problem was it just wasn't much like there wasn't much change from like track to track. And that was my issue with it. But it's a, it's a really good album, solid piece of work.
0: Jay, what did you think? Because um, I know this is different, to, uh, similar to the rest of us, it's different to stuff you ordinarily listen to. So kind of how did you approach this before you listened to it? And then what was your kind of reaction?
1: Um, I don't know I mean I was kind of going into it like oh my god I'm basically be listening to like the bongos for 50 minutes um, which isn't a very open-minded approach but that's kind of what I went in expecting and it wasn't that it was a lot more interesting than I went in expecting I didn't expect there to be vocals as well which I think was something that I think really added to the element um, made it more interesting to listen to Um, it was kind of like vocal chanting it made it quite um, exciting and it felt kind of almost like carnivalesque at points um, that being said, I do agree with what both of you have said in that it's, it's just a little bit samey over the course of the album. To an extent, I kind of feel like if I had just put the first song on repeat, I might not have even noticed any difference. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know, I and
0: think I think also,
1: that's slightly unfair. No, I, I, that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. But I do feel like to an extent you don't really get much more. You don't really get much 45 minutes into the album that you didn't get four minutes into it. Um, that being said, I mean, I did have a standout track, um, which was, it was called Dundee. I don't know what about it. I think that's where a lot of the chanting was kind of at its peak. Um, so I thought that was quite an interesting album. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. I'd probably give it like a six out of 10. Yeah. Um, I thought Um, it was interesting. There was some, there were kind of some intricate work being done on the drums at some points that that did really stand out to me, but yeah, it was, it was an an enjoyable listen.
0: Yeah. I mean, Arjun, you had your hand up for some time on the call to kind of bring in some of your views. I mean, how do you respond to, to people's initial reactions there?
2: I'm pleasantly surprised by everyone liking it. I mean, I, I know we'll bring in James later. I just wanted to point out like how sort of niche this album is. Um, on, the, on the website Rating Music, which I know that most of us use, it's the 158th most popular album from 1960. And the four most recent uh, reviews like or ratings from it are by ourselves on on the pod like it's a very it's a very niche album so i i think it's quite impressive about but that like um ea sports or whoever picks the music for like the fifa soundtracks managed to um you know find this one of the songs kia kia out of nowhere i think it, i think it just shows how like you know you can discover great music from like random video game soundtracks and i know that fifa is obviously quite good for doing that especially like the old yeah. soundtracks
0: yeah, I mean, FIFA's, FIFA's indie playlists are well known, and you can yeah. find
2: compilations
0: on Spotify of all the FIFA songs. And they're, you know, they're good, they kind of sounds of my childhood. And yeah, um, that's, that's exactly how static.
2: I feel with this, um, this album is by just you know, yeah. delving further into it. But yeah, um, it's quite obviously I have a lot of
0: affection for FIFA songs, obviously. Um, yeah. they're, they're a lot of them are very good as well, like especially some of the old indie pop, indie rock songs that they used to use. But yeah, James, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I know that you've listened perhaps more broadly than the rest of us have, more generally. So how does how does this fit into kind of your conception of of uh, African music of this kind? And what were your reactions on the album in particular?
3: The, the first thing I say is uh, FIFA: absolute banging soundtracks. I think the game is uh, yeah. probably quite trash, but the soundtracks, the amount of artists I found from them, amazing. Yeah. Top top no, tier, good. top tier. Uh I mean, yeah, I, I thought
0: made games as they did soundtracks. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs>
3: um Yeah, so I, I thought this album was really good. Um I actually thought it was a tad weaker when they brought in the, the vocals uh with the chanting. Um I was expecting a more just straight percussion and then I think when it really focused in on the drums in a sort of like jazz solo kind of way, it was actually a lot more powerful. I actually out of interest I listened to one of his other um his other albums. So this one's drums of passion. And I listened to another one, drums of death. And I thought that was a lot more like that was, that was really pounding. So if you like that, if you like this one, you should really listen to that one. Um, I haven't listened to many Afrobeat albums. I would say there's a really famous one, which everyone started listening to a few years back called who is William on And that's like a really good album, which has a lot of vocals. This is a lot more, uh, dancey than the album but both kind of have a similar jazzy slightly psychedelic feel and yeah i I don't really have much to say other than that it was really enjoyable it was perhaps got a little old after 40 minutes but it was um perfectly listenable and it was nice to listen to something which i had completely never heard of before um it was yeah great pick i think
0: yeah i mean overall i think those reactions although that
3: although our reactions are
0: reasonably similar i think they at the same time um just show that i think about the quality of the album it didn't i don't think it wowed any of us like made us think this is the best thing ever but it was quite a nice surprise especially considering we hadn't listened to much of it before and i really think although we sometimes commented on the repetition um it it, i don't think that necessarily took away from from the quality of the album and i think our kind of thoughts are reflected as a result i mean jay what do you you have anything you want to say
1: yeah it's something i've kind of said time and time again which is that I feel like if I'd maybe put this on kind of a loudspeakers and maybe played it in my garden over the summer, I might have had a slightly better reaction than I had now. I think to an extent, it's quite, as you say, like FIFA, it's quite a summery album in a weird way. Um, or it's the kind of thing that I think would benefit loud- well from, you know, playing on loud, having like a barbecue or something that could work well. I think it's to an extent, maybe our reactions could change as well if we'd listen to it under different circumstances.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's the same with anything, you know
1: yeah it is definitely but it's like obviously this kind of thing as i said it's kind of there are points where it's like kind of carnivalesque kind of like what i'd imagine hearing if i went to the notting hill carnival or something like that um i guess maybe listening to it you know when it's gray and miserable outside and cold at four like pitch black at like four o'clock maybe doesn't necessarily give it maybe you're not kind of in the right headspace to listen to this kind of thing
0: yeah i suppose
1: yeah i suppose the british winter
0: is not exactly the most warm and comfortable time to be listening to 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 um it kind of um carnival music as you say but yeah no thank you and arjun if you do need to go uh be yeah free to. Uh, thank uh,
2: you for pleasure, your you in the pod for a brief amount of time and yeah um look forward to hearing the finished product see you guys see you mate good luck on your exam cheers right okay
1: boys look let's gorgeous. move on to um next oh uh, so my album choice this week was drugs by apex twin um so i wanted to pick something by apex twin because he's kind of come up in the past on this pod um he's an artist who i do like a lot and i think He's, he's very highly revered in so many different circles. And he's also very interesting because he's such kind of an enigmatic figure in the industry, in the sense that no one really knows much about him and that everything we do know may well be completely fabricated because he's kind of got a history of making up um, stories by himself. And I think this is kind of where we come to drugs, which is, for me, it's an album. That I think is both a good introduction to his work and a good kind of summary of everything that he's done leading up to the point where he made drugs. Um, he made this in 2001, I think. And then he never released another album until 20, 2014 with Syro. Um, I like this album a lot because I think what it does is it combines a lot of the stuff from the ambient works albums. I think it refines a bit on the Richard D James album where he kind of moved into more EDM territory. Um, and this, I think, is... I think the EDM works on here are a lot stronger than they were in um, in that previous album. Um, I think also what I like about this is we, when we were said about Arjun's album, I think a common criticism we all had was that it was maybe a little bit samey and a little bit repetitive. And that's definitely not the case here. I think if any biggest criticism I have is that it's it's a little bit kind of all over the place as a work. I don't mind that, but it's definitely not a cohesive album in the sense that it's doing one one thing. You know, you've got ambient music one second the next minute you're on kind of like some crazy eight minute long um like idm very heavy al- um heavy song and then it will switch again into something that sounds almost like a ghost story kind of um kind of uh, soundtrack um so yeah i'm very curious to hear what you guys think because it's it's quite a divisive album
0: yeah um i think that was a nice kind of overall summary of your thoughts um i know that we kind of spoke about this slightly before before the pod to kind of discuss briefly what we thought, and we were quite divided. So I think, James, will bring you in next. And do you kind of agree with Jay, um, kind of his positive perception of it, the fact that it, the chaos was kind of quite attractive, or do you think it was a bit crap?
3: Dude, we had to... Apex Film was going to come onto this pod at some point, and we had to do fucking drugs. Seriously, dude. This album is so unfocused. It's so long. What you have to do is you you. have to put yourself in the perspective of 2001. Apex twin has released three or four albums at this point. Every single album he's reinvented himself. He's coming to the end of his warp contract. He's contractually obliged to produce one more album. And then he just throws together a bunch of stuff that we've already heard before into an endless two hour long album. And you have to ask yourself, Hmm, what's going on here? So the reason why it has such crap reviews from the time is that it's literally just a smorgasbord of crap he had on his laptop, which he just stuck onto an album which sounds exactly like everything he's done before. The classical bits are atrocious. It's like the most sub Sakamoto like nonsense, like Philip Glass in preschool, uh, you know, C tier minimalism. I do agree, and this is what's really interesting, is that in a postmodern light, this album is like a really great introduction to Apex Twin, because it literally has everything on it. It's just from the perspective of, of, if you listen to Apex Twin, this album's just a bit crap. It's like the Tame Impala album, The Slow Rush. If you'd never listened to Tame Impala before, and you listened to The Slow Rush, you might be like, whoa, this is really good. But then it's just like, if you've heard Currents, it's just, hey, this is current. Um Yeah, I mean, there's some great songs on there. I can't remember any of the names. There was like Mont Saint Michael, Michael Saint... You know, a really long track. That track is like absolutely sick. I don't know why that didn't find its way into some other album. Um, but the rest of it is just kind of like a jumbled mess. That's not to say this album isn't 10 times better than like any Ariana Grande album. But... Um, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, okay. So I pretty much agree with James that I don't know who mentioned this in the chat, but whoever it is should be ashamed of yourself when they talked about the genre changes going from classical to something else. Um, who, like, it, it's This album was completely unfocused. It just seemed like a jumble of noise, and not even in, in like. Maybe he's trying to make a kind of philosophical point about music. I don't know, but either way, it just seemed like a bit of crap. Honestly, um, he seemed to have jumbled together a load of noise incoherently and, and not really develop any kind of beautiful ambiance that I think I witnessed from his other albums, um, which I actually really enjoyed, like Selected Ambient Works, I, I thought that was really good. In Volume 2 as well, I really enjoyed as well just leaving it on and the kind of the kind of mood and aesthetic that it creates. This, on the other hand, was just like awful, to be frank. I didn't enjoy it at all. I was just sitting there thinking, like, why am I wasting my time listening to something that clearly the artist doesn't really care about, so why should I care about it myself and spend time... You know, spend time giving it any credence. I, I honestly just just felt like it was a waste of time. Um, I, I thought that um, it was a massive drop off from his later albums. Sorry, from his earlier albums. And 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 given that James has given that uh, explanation of what actually went down contractually, it makes sense um, in terms of the context of his situation. Um, but that, that that result means it's not really something I want to listen to. And I thought the classical bits were shocking. Like I've I've actually come across people who. Um, do you actually attempt to do like modern classical music and James's album that he recommended this week is a good example of, of, of modern-ish classical done, done very well and this is just an, actually an embarrassment in comparison. Um, I thought that it was overblown, too full of itself and um, honestly just, just not worth your time. Josh.
4: Fucking hell, wow. <laughs> um, I felt like I've just, like, listened to Roy Keane and Grown Soonest, slag like off Paul Pogba or something. Um, bloody hell. I, so I, I'd listened to a bit of Apex Twin before having listened to drugs, but nowhere near as much as, you know, either of you guys have. You know, have. And, like, so I was still kind of, like, a bit of a newbie. And the only album I'd really religiously listened to um, from his discography was um, the first Ambient Works album and obviously like this project is vastly different um but um like i did like after listening to this album listen to his other works as well so i did listen to richard d james and the second ambient works um project etc and i i have to disagree with um uh with james and Ashwin. i i'm in awe of this project i think i think it's incredible like the way i look at it um is like i don't know like this is a really weird wait, analogy. Wait, but... Are you being serious or ironic? No, I'm being serious. Like the way I look at it, it's a weird analogy to make, but it's like think of Kanye West and some of his albums. Like some of his most acclaimed albums are the messiest. Like are the messiest ones. Like like Life of Pablo, in my opinion, is a is a full on mess. But I think it's his best album. And like sometimes like. Albums like, you know, this this Drugs album or or whatever else, like they have, to, you know, even though they're quite schizophrenic and random and abstract, like for some weird reason they just make a connection with the listener and with me. Like I I just loved it. it went from like RDM to classical, etc. Whether it was done good or not, I don't I don't know, but like I I really enjoyed it. I just really enjoyed how like crazy and mental it was. Like you could go from a an Avril Fourteenth straight into a Mount Saint Michael. Like just completely like opposite opposite tracks, but I, mean, like, I love that
1: sort of precariousness
0: If you're like making a point, but if both sides of the progression are shit, so you go from shit to shit, shit edm to shit classical, it's shit.
4: <laughs> right. Okay. Um. I I don't I don't think they're shit, but I guess I don't have I haven't listened to enough classical music and a li- enough IDM to to really compare. I reckon and like. Of the few IDM projects I have heard, like I would really put this quite high up because it's just it gives you something different because it's so schizophrenic and unpredictable. And that's what I love about it. Like I I just and because it's so long as well, like maybe I'm just really rinsing it out, but like I just it's just endless. And like to me, like I just don't know what's gonna come next. And like throughout the entirety of the project, I, I just could not pin down what I was gonna listen to in the next track. And I really enjoyed that. Um and so I think I, I think it's when I first like saw that I looked at the reviews before I listened to the project and I saw that Rolling Stone had given it a one star and it got really 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 mixed reviews. I was like, why has this album been recommended? It's going to be absolute trash, and it's ended up being my favorite project at the
3: moment. From his like, uh, I from don't think it's a biography. one star. I definitely putting it out there. I don't think yeah. it's a one star. I was like, there was just so much ill will. I think towards the idea that this was a co- a, re- a contract breaking album. Um, I was kind of surprised to see it was one star, but I wouldn't put it any higher than three, I don't think.
4: No, that's fair enough. But um, no, I mean, like I, I, like I said, like I, I'm not as well tuned with AFX twins discography, but for me personally, like just the, the unknowing of what was going to come next really was a thrill for me. And I've listened to it multiple times, even though it's a hundred minute project, like I've listened to it so much. I think it, it's one of those albums this year, which I've just been so pleasantly surprised with. Um, like, when I, like I, I mean, my initial thoughts of, like, before I listen to it, it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be trash, if the reviews are trash. And I've always followed reviews. As bad as that sounds, I've always been swayed by reviews before I listen to an album. And I think that's a, that's a problem I have. Like, I, I care about people, other people's opinion before I've made it my own. But with this, I was just so taken aback with how much I differed to, like, the contemporary reviews which had been released at the time for it. And, like, I, I think it's a great project. Um, and one I will keep continuing to listen to. So I'm completely against what we thought you know James and Aspen have said but like I like the fact that like we're so divided on this album because like this is the whole point of like this you know this this series is to is to have these controversial opinions but I love this project.
0: My estimation of the album is kind of reduced when I compare it specifically to his other albums rather than if I just compare it to kind of the average album that's released. Because if you compare it to the average album that released, you still have to admire this for its kind of ambition. And the fact it's its attempted scope is, is, is worth admiring rather than
1: if you compare it to his albums and this, the quality differential just becomes really bad for it. But yeah, Jay. Yeah, I mean, I obviously do probably side on I obviously agree on Josh, it's my pick. Um, I obviously like the album. Um, that being said, I mean, I have re-listened to some of Apex Twins works since listening to this again for the pod, and I do think it is I do agree that it's weaker than the other stuff, in the sense that I think, you know, obviously on ambient works, the ambient the ambient tracks, the quieter tracks are just they're just so much better and they're more cohesive and they're more interesting. But what I do like a lot about Drux is, even I've listened to it a couple of times now, whenever you listen to it, it kind of feels almost more like you're listening to a playlist than you're listening to an album, in that you never know what's going to come next. And I find myself constantly getting surprised. And it's even on someone like, on Mount St. Michael, for example, which I think is by far the standout track on this album, throughout the eight minutes of the song, it's surprisingly every two minutes or so, it's changing things up, and it's becoming more and more interesting. Um, and I think there are hints of someone who obviously is, very, he's very clever and he knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of talent, even if I think that talent's more refined on selected ambient works, maybe even on Richard D. James, which I'm still not really mad about. Um, I think this is a worthwhile album. I think it's interesting in that it's kind of organised chaos on a disc for 100 minutes. Also, I would like to say, like, I know... Okay, fine, I, I probably could make an argument for some of the stuff that James has said, but it's not actually, again, a conclusive argument. It's just a theory that this is what happened. This is the theory of the people who didn't like the album that just said, oh, it's actually just like a hard drive that you found online. and He just, like, uploaded it, and that was it.
0: Apex Twin should be grateful for this theory, because it gives some credence, or gives some justification for how bad this album is, because if it is more contractual dispute, he just fucked
1: up, hasn't he? Well, no, I didn't, I, listen, there's, as I said, like, James made this point, I think if you're looking at something like "Mounts of Michael, there's no way that would not have made it on an album. That's a very, very good track. That's one of his best tracks, quite easily. There's no way on, I think most people would agree, even people who don't like this album would agree that's one of his strongest tracks. One track. um, what? One track. Mounts of, um, there's 50, um, 56 uh, Cymru beats, whatever it's called, the one that opens up the second side, that's another really strong, there's other ones on the album that are really strong even if there are weaker tracks. But I think, I don't know, I don't necessarily buy I think maybe some of the tracks work their way on here just out of pure contractual dispute, but I don't think the entire thing was just him uploading a lazy hard drive. Fair.
0: Um, okay, let's move on then. Uh, James.
3: Hi. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. uh- Okay, yes, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so my album is um, is virgins by Tim Hecker uh, I think Tim Hecker is a really interesting one to discuss because a lot of people describe his work as ambient um, But when Brian Eno invented the term ambient he meant it to apply to inoffensive music that sort of became part of the background in which it was played And by contrast Tim Hecker makes music that you sort of have to devote your entire attention to in order to understand uh, it's supposed to be played loud. It's supposed to drown out everything else and I think it's just supposed to kind of consume you um, Virgins is actually a, a kind of Unconventional hacker pick his 2011 album is much more agreed upon as, as, as a great piece of work uh, But for me uh, that album which is called rave death and whose album covers literally a group of people pushing a piano off the top of a building is much more obvious than this album um, because its destruction is very literal Hecker sort of degrades and warps samples until they become um, ghosts of themselves, and the melodies are a lot clearer. Virgins, by contrast, feels like the sort of great black monolith of, of ambient music. People have said it sounds like Steve Reich meets the disintegration loops, but played loud, I think it sounds more like Steve Reich trying to conduct an orchestra within the Twin Towers as they collapse upon him. Um, When you look at that cover image, I think it has to be one of the most stunning and evocative pieces of album art I've seen from this century. Another image, of course, instantly jumps to mind, which is one of the shocking photos that became seared into popular consciousness from the Abu Ghraib prison. But when you look even closer, the album cover is actually a statue under renovation in in an ancient Icelandic church, potentially of Christ. And I think that's really fitting with this album, because when I hear this album, It feels like I'm lying in some, you know, ancient church in the middle of the wilderness, you know, cloaked in fog. And over the course of the album, it just feels like the building just disintegrates. It's pulled into the air, sandy down, ripped apart. And I feel time pass in immense waves, powerful emotions that cycle through fear and stress and awe and happiness and have these crazy hypnotic visions on occasion as well. And I think it's a very powerful transportive experience designed to be played loud so you can feel the pressure changes in your ears and the bass ripple through your body and you become part of this sort of all-encompassing vision of pure sensation and it feels so cosmic and yet so grounded dark and earthy Um, and I think when I when I consider it in its totality I think this album is about total destruction And it's about euphoric transcendence and it's about the way that those two things have always spiralled around each other in art and in culture and in life until they they become one in the same and carry you away and it's just one of the most powerful listening experiences I can think I've had in the last decade. No
0: I think, um, I'll just go next, I I, I think I I agree a lot more on, on terms of the quality of the music in this album, I don't think it gave me as kind of as powerful experience as it did to James and I obviously admire um, you know his reaction to it it's kind of genre defying or or as decade defying but I um, decade defining rather but but I I really admired this album it was one of the better executed bits of modern classical or modern long-form music that I have encountered actually in a long time it might be one of the best it might be the best ambient album I've heard I really enjoyed the kind of different differing tones of the music the rich quality Um, the varying timbre and pitch um, that kind of accompanied the album whether it was the low bassy thin synthy sounds or the more unusual yet very welcome resorting to classical instrumentation I I think all of that was made this a really really enjoyable listen I enjoyed just sitting there and actually just not doing anything else and just with my my eyes closed listening to this with like big headphones on kind of closing myself off Um, and it differed from other ambient albums in that sense because I ordinarily um, I ordinarily kind of um, listen to albums, um, ambient albums, um, but where, um, when or while I'm doing something else, and I and I do something like some work or or uh, I'm doing some reading, and I have the ambient album in the background. But this one, to its credit, demanded my full attention, and I had to kind of stop what I was doing and listen to it. I think James echoed echoed that as well, and. Um, I really admired it for that. It is probably the best ambient album I've heard. It's definitely like an 8 plus, 8 to 9 out of 10, I think, and maybe 8.5. And um, I think, honestly, it was it was quite a powerful experience because I really enjoyed the way that he combined old and new sounds and sometimes in the same track. And it made it a particularly powerful, evocative experience, both with the kind of momentous nature of the emotions he was conveying, but also with just my admiration for the instrumentation that was that was happening in, in the album as well so yeah I really enjoyed it thank you James um uh, because I hadn't heard it before um
1: Jay yeah I think i Ash pretty much hit the nail on the head there um I agree with pretty much everything he said in the sense especially because I've, I've said this as well a few times I've kind of used the background backgroundy words where I've said that you know music just didn't feel like it was trying to get my attention and this definitely wasn't the case here it was it was very much all-consuming and it was it was like the sound just build it and build and build it over the course of the album and this is something i said when we talk about drums of passion which was that i felt like after one track i didn't really need any more but here you definitely did it the album kind of slowly got under your skin and slowly built up on you um i mean i gave this an eight out of ten i think that's probably being a little bit stingy it's probably closer to a nine on that spaghetti. um yeah i thought it was a really fucking good album i did not really have much else to add to be honest
0: What did you like about it more specifically though, Jay? What aspects of the music did you enjoy? For
1: me, I think what I liked actually so much was just the sheer atmosphere that the album created. It was really, really all-encompassing. It was something that I didn't like, I don't know. There was like this dark, it kind of basically evoked the exact feeling that the cover kind of described. The album work for me was kind of what I felt like how I felt while listening to the album. It kind of had this like almost like haunting kind of slightly scary sound um the music as well was really refined it was interesting um but for me it was all about the atmosphere that the album created over its period of time which is what i think these kind of albums need to be doing and a lot of them that i've listened to haven't really done that very effectively
0: yeah um so was it kind of more potent ambient album
1: you've listened to would you give it that yeah definitely I, i mean it's probably it's definitely my favorite thing that james has recommended so far um that's a yeah low, that's a low bar <laughs> um josh what did you think of it
4: um yeah i'm just gonna reiterate what all, you know all three of you have said like i really really enjoyed this album like it was a real transient experience at times um it actually sounds sort of um sort of similar to like a ben frost record or like um or like one of swan's records and Like I'd be, I actually don't know um, what this was rated by um, Anthony Fantano, but I'd be surprised if he if he gave it a low score. Be surprised
1: Uh, if it it was in his top ten, wasn't it of the decade? Oh, was
4: it? Was it? Oh, right. Uh, Well, that I mean, that just I'm not surprised with that at all. Like it sounds like like an it's it's definitely an album. I think he would really rank rate highly. Um, But yeah, like I can't really say anything more than what you know the three of you have said. Like we've all had the same experience listening to it. I think it's. I think it's kind of it's kind of clear if you know if you if you push through this album, you will have that all-consuming experience. Um, and yeah, like I thing is, like I, I with these sort of a- albums, like you can't li- I, I I can't listen to them again. Like like quite soon afterwards, it's one of those things you you, you might ha- you might listen to once and never listen to again, or you might listen to i don't once in a every few years or so because it's just such an all-consuming experience which you don't want to sort of like and you don't want to weaken that experience as well because it's so powerful um but like it did really hit me and like i listened this is this is this album i listened to in the dark when i was going to sleep and that sort of that sort of like you know like i, I got that real ethereal but also sort of like distant um sort of like cosmic sounds um really it really really hit me whilst i was in like a dream like state as well and i fell asleep listening to it but like not because it was boring but because it was just i don't know like it just i felt like i i'd already like sounds weird but like had descended into a dream even though i was st- like i don't know like if you know what i mean like I, <laughs> um, but no yeah like it was a good album and i think it was a, it's one of the best recommendations like we've had on this pause. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's
0: got to be up there. Um, I think I, I'll need to re-listen to it if I want to give it a higher mark. But I think an eight, eight and a half is, is what I'm giving it so far, just because although um, I thought a lot of the music and instrumentation was really good, I thought um, there were some areas where um, it got slightly, slightly repetitive, um, not, not negatively, but just the extent that, that that stops it from being a 10 instead of it. That stops it from being, you know, a 10. And it's just like kind of a high eight instead. James?
3: Yeah, I was just going to briefly add on the Ben Frost point that Ben Frost almost certainly ha- worked a lot on this album. Um, ben and Tim are like best friends and they always worked on each other's albums. So it's it's almost certain that he was present at all the recording of this album. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, so I think I should go next then for my album, which is the fun one of this pod. And mine is uh, kind of Blue Train by John Train. So before I actually talk about kind of what I thought of it, I thought I'd ask you guys first. Jay, what did you think of this album?
1: Yeah, um, I really liked this album. I did. I thought it was really good. In particular, I thought the first three tracks were ever- Um My least favourite track was number four, which I also found out was one that wasn't actually written by Coltrane himself. That being said, I'd listened to the week before. I'd listened to a Love Supreme for the first time, which I thought was—I gave it a nine. I gave that a nine. I was on the verge of giving that a ten. I probably will give that a ten the next time I listen to it, um, which I thought was so powerful and so soulful and so moving. And I felt that maybe some of that was missing here, even if it had technically it was outstanding. I felt there was a lot of intensity in the playing, but I maybe missed the kind of more soulful, powerful style that I'd seen in some of his later works. I don't know if maybe I'll see, if I'll get that feeling if I, when I listen to this again, but that was something that I maybe didn't get, come across to me as much in this album as I'd heard in other jazz albums from this era. That's not to say it's bad. It's really not, by any definition, this is not a bad album. This is a very good album. I, I, I'm almost hesitant to say it's objectively a good album because the, the quality of playing and the quality of the instruments is so fantastic. Um, but yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I think that's
1: fair. I mean, if you're comparing it to kind of a Love Supreme*, it probably
0: isn't as good. Um,
1: I think I think that's the hard thing about jazz is that the, the kind of the, the best stuff is really outstanding. So anything that isn't that just kind of feels a little bit, a little bit iffy by comparison. Because um, I don't know when I compare. No, now, I, I do know if I,
0: that's, I don't know if I don't know if I agree in that that's specific to jazz. I mean, if you compare every rap album to, I don't. Know, yeah, whatever exactly. Whatever else, then that, that's going to struggle as well. Um, but but I was going to say just that I, I think... I mean, I personally really... really also, like-
1: as someone who hasn't like- listened to that much jazz, the only jazz albums I've listened to are the ones that are pretty much unanimously regarded as the best things that have ever been made. So yeah. my standard is exceptionally high.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, um, I've i listened to quite a lot, um, mostly classic jazz, and I really think this is one of the be- best albums um, of that genre. Um, other than things like kind of Blue Bitches Brew love supreme some duke ellington's later stuff i'd say this is up there um with among some of john coltrane's bait best stuff um it was i think it's his second album when he was a leader after he'd um kind of left i think the miles davis quintet i think he was in before uh but he um came into this and i thought that the first 10 minutes the first 10 minute track was was absolutely brilliant establishing the perfect kind of tones and and yeah, somber sobriety uh, that that you often expect from jazz, which obviously in its history is, is rooted a lot in kind of human suffering and injustice and and other themes that are, that are well known. Um, and we don't need to really go into here in detail. Um, but but this this opening track really established those kind of themes, and I and I thought um, that just hooked me into the entire album. And from then I was just hooked onto what the album was trying to say to me. Um, and it seems like more reckless and kind of. More of a varied, almost than *Love Supreme*, because I think, um, like the third track, I think *Locomotion*, um, it's like very much kind of more of an explosion, like much more of an explosion of sound, positive, like fire, fiery energy, hmm. which is very different to the kind of somber aspects you get across a, across yep. like a kind of One... blue, which is which is you know ma- maintained throughout the album. And um, this variety meant that I thought this album was much more interesting than other ones that uh, that could even be regarded. So other albums that, that could be regarded as more technically impressive, I think were perhaps less interesting than this one because of the variety that this one had. Um, yeah, well, so I it's like a strong 10 out of 10 for me, to be honest.
1: One thing as well is, I noticed that Locomotion, when I was looking online, it seems to be the track that no one was talking about. No one really seemed to mention this track. Um, I think it's the only one that doesn't have its own Wikipedia page, if that's an indicator of anything. But I was listening to that. This is a really good track. I agree with you completely. This kind of took me by surprise after you had two two tracks which kind of was similar-ish and the locomotion had a completely different vibe it was more I think there was more percussion if I remember correctly in in that track um I thought it was really really good um I think my again I just said this my biggest rhythm was track number four I just for some reason it didn't really do it for me
0: yeah I mean I I thought the moment's notice that track was actually outstanding it was um the fast chord changes I think really show Coltrane's almost unique ability to understand and input melody Um, As opposed to kind of just modal tone changes. He has a really instinctive uh, or he had a really instinctive feel for kind of what melody should be linking together different bars and um, different kind of uh, different kind of musical phrases. And he did that with a lot of proficiency. And I think that was shown in that track in particular, as well as kind of the track um, head of old fashioned, which is, I think, the one track he didn't write on the uh, on the album. But it kind of still reflects a kind of nice ballad tone that, that fits nicely within the album. And, and honestly, I think cohesive, and it still it still lends the al- album some kind of cohesive,
3: holistic um, appearance. Uh, but yeah, James. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the album. It was an in- it was a weird pick, uh, cultural train wise. Um, it was maybe slightly too easy listening for my own what I would usually listen to. Um, but I thought it was it was a nice listen. I listened to it a couple of times just because it was very short, uh, short and sweet. Um, I think Giant Steps is still a lot better. Um, but it was it was a nice listen, and uh, it was you know it was good.
0: Yeah, Josh, what did you think? I mean, do you want to go more detail actually, Danes, before I bring Josh in, just in terms of like what you liked specifically musically, specific tracks, and how does this link to other jazz albums you've listened to?
3: it's been like two weeks now dude Uh, let's have a look (laughs) let's go on Spotify look at the track listing Um, again I think that locomotion probably is actually the standout track on this album which is weird because apparently it's not as well-renowned I've not googled it so I'm not sure what's well-renowned and what's not I thought that Blue Train as well. The title track was very good. Um, everything else was maybe not as forgettable and uh, not as forgettable, not as memorable. Uh, as I understand it, the style that this is, this album is, is known as hard bop, uh, which makes it sound a lot more hard and bop than it is. Uh, it sounds like easy listening to me. Um, but I think obviously that obviously cool Train comes through really nicely. Um but there's not so much innovation. That's the problem, I think, with this album. Is that Coltrane was, you know, yeah. mastering something which already existed and you know, because this is a really early album from him, you know that like straight after this or one or two albums after this, he goes all out and creates like the landmark. Um so it's interesting to see where he's coming from there. But um really I I don't have much to say whether that's positive or negative. I don't know, it just is.
0: Okay no no I think that's fair enough uh Josh
4: Yeah um if like we were going to like sort of compare each other to like uh I don't know like taekwondo belts in terms of competency when listening to jazz I would put I would put Ashwin as like a black belt second degree um I'd put I put James up there as well as like a, as like you know a solid red belt maybe a black tag pushing it and you know Jay would be uh yellow tag i'm like a yellow, yellow yeah.
1: i'm like a solid yellow <laughs> yeah
4: yellow i'd say yellow and i am literally a white belt um like i haven't listened to much jazz uh, jazz at all um really um the only artist i can say i've listened to is Kamasi washington like twice and um obviously yusuf kamal which is like these are not like the i mean these are modern pioneers of jazz and it's completely different to the american jazz scene um but also like I've only li- I've listened to a Love Supreme once and I I like never really listened to much Miles Davis apart from sketches in Spain, which Ashwin recommended to me like a few months ago, which I did actually like. But I really can't comment much on tons of like the intricacies of the project because I, I I don't...
0: The sketches from Spain is probably better than this. But the reason why I recommend it to you, because I knew that you hadn't listened to much jazz before, was that it's a uh, very easy very easy listen it's a film basically for films it's basically a film score and it's got very obvious um kind of thematic um uses of of, of kind of brass you know it's it's very much got a kind of latin-y sound um and it's like quite easy listen compared to other jazz albums i think and it also is also just really good
4: <laughs> i can definitely see that and um i guess yeah i can see why it would be seen as like a gateway drug in into listening to jazz yeah uh, but at the same time like um, yeah like I my my experience with jazz is very minimal like the most I've really heard of jazz re, like repeatedly is probably from a Kendrick Lamar album or like or a D'Angelo project like that's how like little I know about the jazz scene but um, yeah upon listening listening to this album I must admit like the first time I tried to listen to it I couldn't get into it because and I guess like that's something we need to bring up as well like you know just because we are supposedly music buff it doesn't mean we can appreciate every genre or, yeah, or should yeah. i say we can appreciate every genre of music but it doesn't mean we necessarily feel like a connection to it and like i think this is how i felt the first time around listening to this album purely because like i didn't really know what i was looking out for and i didn't really have anything to compare it to and needless to say still like i guess like you don't need to compare a project to something else um in order to appreciate it at the same time like um I, I i couldn't get through it the first time round, and then i i tried it a week later and I, I properly listened to it i think the setting was a bit different as well i was much more sort of like relaxed and comfortable in my room listening to it whilst i was doing some work and i i, I found that i really was vibing with it um i can't rem- like i can't really remember the breakdowns of each songs but um i'm like i think we yeah, got blue train is which is that the first track which was the first track
0: yeah the subtitle
4: yeah i i like the first i genuinely like the first track it was a good opener um but yeah like other than that really i, I can't really um i can't really say much other than i did enjoy it but i'm mm-hmm. still i'm still very much like an amateur when it comes to i mean like if this was like a fifa difficulty level di- difficulty level like it's I'm, I'm a beginner i'm definitely a beginner uh, whereas like some of you guys were on like legendary mode um but like I, i i wouldn't mind like if you you know you sent me some like other very very good and exceptional jazz projects so i can really get into that genre and like maybe right now this isn't the time for me um to to really get into jazz just because i'm where i'm at with my music listening journey but at the same time like i i could appreciate that that this is a quality piece of work even though i probably couldn't be you know like very fulfilled from what i heard um and yeah like. Other than that, really, I also agree agree with what Jay has said. Like, um, of the projects I've probably listened to, or the very few, very very few jazz projects I listen to. Like, I'm only I've only listened to like the most acclaimed projects. Like, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if this is like a stereotype, but I feel like any project you've heard of in the jazz world is just deemed a ten out of ten album. Like. I, I I like I only I only know of jazz like jazz projects which are seen as like the greatest albums of all time or the greatest albums in that genre like like you know like everyone's like, everyone who's like a music buff has heard of Bitches Brew and like etc etc like um and I don't think many people are aware I mean I might be talking absolute bullshit but I don't think many people are aware of like the lesser good albums or the lesser known albums because it just it just seems like every jazz project is seen as like a stellar piece of work um. And so, like, I'm a bit worried about, like, you know, like it, being in Jay's shoes and just sort of like listening to every, you know, every exceptional album and not really knowing what why they're exceptional, just like they are exceptional. I guess there's not much different, like, differentiation in terms of like quality of music in the jazz genre. Like, that's my perspective. But I feel like at the moment I feel like every project is just deemed to be exceptional in some way, and there's not much. I
0: think, I think the issue is just most of them. That, you, that most of the ones that are worth talking about are by definition then obviously quite good. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of, but there's a lot of dross out there like there was anything. There's a lot of average stuff, pretty forgettable stuff that's just not, not really worth listening to just as any genre. It's just that by definition, you don't see that out if you can avoid it, you know? Like I, I, like, you know, it, it means it's not, it's not particularly different to, uh, I don't think you could say every jazz album is really, really good. And it's just not, just the, the ones that you have listened to are probably, are just because and that's why you listen to them isn't it so yeah, i think that's the case but yeah no i think i think that's a really yeah go ahead, josh yeah uh
4: yeah so like lots Very last point as well like i remember when we listened to um use of days or use the use of kamal project uh last in the last episode and um james actually brought up the fact that like the difference between this this as a as a modern piece of jazz comparably to like your traditional jazz is that it is much more vibesy and much more melodic at times and um, and because of that like I feel like of the jazz I have listened to in the modern jazz I have listened to like I probably felt more of a connection to that just because it goes with that general sense of like of, of, a, of a modern day listener's music experience um, if that kind of makes sense um, whereas like with this I just feel like you, you have to have an acquired taste like to listen to a project like this and you know like in terms of like really you know like deconstructing and breaking it down there's a lot to take in because these I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming that most a jazz project, big jazz pro, jazz projects, are the same, but they are very very dense and like there's a lot to unpack from them. Whereas like a Yusuf Kamal project was very easy on the ear, yeah, uh, I thought anyway, uh, and like all that I heard from that Yusuf Kamal project, which I do love, is just the drum, it's just the percussion like that just overtakes all the tracks, so it's quite an easy listen. Whereas something like this is very like it's a lot more it's a lot more complex, and I don't know if I'm at that point yet to really fully appreciate that sound
0: no but i think i think that's a really nice spot to end because it all shows that we can kind of grow and uh, we've got more than the longer more we listen to music maybe the broader our tastes get and the chance we have all to, to kind of grow and appreciate more stuff so thank you a lot uh for that josh because i'm grateful for that and I'm grateful for all of you for your thoughts on my album and all your thoughts on yours um i hope you really enjoyed listening to that We because a lot of albums a lot of stuff there quite varied stuff but yeah thank you jay thanks james
3: Thank you, dear listener. <laughs>
0: Josh, see you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Right, see you next time on Waxing Lyrical Problems Symposium. Thank you.